Welcome to The Individualist with David C. Bass discussing world United States politics, political theory, and individual liberty from an individualist perspective. So for socialists who are listening in and saw the title of the episode, they're probably going to be imagining that there's some like super alt-right guy who, uh, who went completely the other way and stuff. Uh, not at all. Absolutely not. Um, but I know that when I was younger, um, when I was in college, uh, I was very much into the ideas of socialism. I didn't really know it uh, at first. I started to become more aware of it when I listened to Bernie Sanders. And I was in a Republican household, so I, I didn't want to uh, leak that as <laughs> as being a thing because I was really concerned what people would think. Um, I would say things slowly. I would bring that idea into conversation. Um, but I, I was a socialist, even if I didn't say it immediately. Um, and the thing that started driving me away from that was a guy at church who I knew um, who started talking to me about these ideas that I had. Uh, and one of the things... I recall him asking was, would you be okay with this being uh, installed, this idea of your government installed at gunpoint? I was like, what? What? Because I hadn't really thought of this. Uh, <laughs> you know, I had a lot of ideas about um, class warfare and different things uh, and the right ruling over uh, the left, the, uh, the rich ruling over the poor. And I was really concerned about the wage gap and all that sort of thing. Um, but he asks, you know, are you okay with this being installed at gunpoint? And I thought, well, no, you know, I, just through taxes. Um, but what I would come to learn as I looked into it more, uh, and it's not that I wasn't aware of this, it's just that it hadn't fully occurred to me, is that every law, including taxes, eventually has to be uh, enforced at gunpoint. It has to be. It has to be enforced through an armed government uh, who forces people to do things in a manner which they would like. Um, and I started to become <laughs> a little bit less uh, convinced of my own ideology. I started to question, you know, do we need to do this uh, at the edge of a gun? Can we just do this at fines and stuff? But eventually it'll lead up to that uh, if people continue to uh, resist that kind of an option. So I started thinking into different ideas. What am I going to do with this? How can I, <laughs> how can I respond if uh, my morals don't let me be approving of somebody enforcing uh, charity at gunpoint. I didn't want that to be the case. Um, so I started questioning, uh, how can we make this kind of a world without the massive enforcement that comes with big government? Because in order to really create this, uh, this typical socialist utopia, that is required. Uh, big government is required. It has to be involved very specifically in all these different facets of individuals' lives. It has to be because the free market is very involved in people's lives. It's consistent, voluntary transactions between different people all the time. And so I started questioning, how can we do this? Uh, and as I started getting more and more involved in that, eventually I became aware that I was a libertarian. And so I was like, oh, <laughs> this changes a lot of things. Because I had a very different view of libertarians. Uh, when I had first heard of them, I, I didn't really know very much about them. Um, and I would become aware, of course, that libertarians were not necessarily super right-wing or super left-wing. It's just a question of how much power do we want this monopoly that is government 
uh, to wield over the people and what usage of force is legitimate because there are legitimate uses of force it's just the question of whether that's moral or not how they're doing it and that's what it is it's a monopoly of force i would come to find that certain people who are willing to do so um can make rule over different people uh, so some things that socialists see as being an issue really are an issue they see that uh, certain people are willing to um have the government screw over other people uh, in order to make their business better. And so it's not a question of just these greedy, rich businessmen doing stuff. Uh, I don't think that all businessmen are greedy, and I'm not going to try and claim that. Matter of fact, I'm not even going to try and claim that most businessmen are greedy. Uh, um, but, but I began to see the government as a weapon of these people. It was not a a thing that kept them back in any way. In fact, the government consistently, I would find, uses subsidies to boost these people. Uh, they consistently let them have control of the laws. They consistently um, follow what they say in regards to letting uh, newer businesses come in, um, deciding what kind of regulations are involved to keep the smaller businesses out so that they have less competition. And I would say, oh my gosh, this is awful. And at the heart of it is the problem of two things. One is the problem of the monopoly of force that the government has. And two, I would come to find that it's just people being willing to use the force. And so it was not as much of a class warfare thing that I, that I began to see. It was, it was a matter of the individual versus the state. It's it's not a totalitarian versus bourgeois kind of thing. It is completely, it is you versus the governing bodies. And that's just how it is. And my concern for that kind of thing began to make me question these different laws that are imposed on the individuals that don't necessarily have anything to do with business uh, on the immediate. Um, and these different moral regulations that they impose on people, which I don't think is right. I don't think that we should be Forcing people to live up to our moral standards, I think that is a question of what the community should be doing to uh, promote these kind of things rather than using force or even using government force to uh, try to impose that on other people. Unless it's blatant harm, of course. I'm not saying that we should make murder legal or that sort of thing. Not at all. And ultimately that, in fact, if somebody doesn't necessarily line up with my views of morality... That's not on me. That's not my fault. That's completely on them. And as time went on, I started to look into people like Benjamin Tucker and Lysander Spooner and occasionally some stuff from Murray Rothbard. It, it led me on the track that is for more individual liberty, that recognizes the uniqueness of the individual uh, rather than the collectivism that is involved and the use of aggression that is involved with the common understanding of the word socialism. Now, I absolutely encourage free thought on uh, on this podcast. I want you guys to be chatting with me in the comment section and stuff. This isn't just a rabble rouse. This is something that I genuinely care about, uh, and I wanted to be able to share with you um, and talk with you guys about. And that's the point of this whole thing, is to promote free speech. It's to promote different ways of thinking. Um, and so I'm happily able to chat about politics and news and different stuff from a perspective that you might not be hearing every single day. And I think that'll make this podcast especially super fun. With that being said, this has been The Individualist. Next week, we'll be starting off a little bit less on topical discussions and a little bit more on world 
uh, and U.S. politics. Regular episodes are going to be up on Saturdays at 3 p.m. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much.